the Gator Soccer Podcast is on the air. From the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, it's the next generation of Gator Sports media personalities, bringing you the latest in Gator Sports, courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gator Soccer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Orange and Blue Sports Network. The official home for student-run radio play-by-play broadcast and podcast coverage of the Florida Gators. My name's Nick Diaz, and you're listening to the Gators Soccer Podcast. Diving right in, the Gators are 6-5-5 five, and five on the season. They're 2-4-3 and three in the SEC. They're 4-2-1 at home, and they're 2-3-4 and four on the road. Florida is currently coming off two hard-fought games, one ending up in a win last Thursday against Auburn. Another hard-fought tie that pretty much saved Florida's season on Sunday against Vanderbilt. They tied 3-3. Now, I mentioned last week how, how much of an even matchup Florida against Auburn would be. And diving into the stats here, it, it kind of looks that way. So, Auburn got off seven shots on the day, three on target. Florida was able to get off 11 with four on target. So, Florida was right around their average of shots per game. Auburn was a little below, and essentially Florida Florida played this game exactly how they wanted to, able to get a score on the board at the very end of the first half off a free kick by Daviana Vaca, where the Auburn keeper was not able to hold on to the ball and freshman Lena Bailey was able to put the ball in the back of the net. That was the lone goal of the match, and an important goal for Florida because it got them a win in the SEC. Something that hasn't been mentioned recently on this podcast is the the Gator hopes of making it to the SEC tournament. Uh, the top 10 teams in the SEC make it to postseason play, and Florida currently sits 11th. We'll get to that later. Looking at Sunday's game against Vanderbilt, I would say that was one of Florida's more impressive games of the season. Definitely one of their highest uh, goal-scoring games. I want to say it was their second-highest goal-scoring game of the season. That game ended in a draw, 3-3, to against a Vanderbilt team that is unbeaten at home. So a very impressive draw for the Gators in a game that they arguably should have won. Megan Hennenkamp uh, scored two goals in this one. That is her third multi-goal game for the Gators. And she scored early, 12 minutes into the first half. She was able to score off an assist by Lauren McCloskey. Shortly thereafter, Vanderbilt responded. But Florida got the last laugh heading into halftime with a goal by Maddie Perello off an assist by Delaney Tozel. So Florida headed into half up 2-1. They had momentum. They had this Vanderbilt team up against the ropes at home trying to protect that unbeaten record. And Vanderbilt came out in the second half hungry. They were looking for blood, and they scored just about 15 minutes into the second half. And then 17 minutes later, they scored again. So they scored two goals in under 20 minutes to take the lead, 3-2. to two. However, 
The freshman-to-freshman connection cannot be overlooked. This was a highlight play, one of the best goals of the season as the ball went into Lena Bailey on the right side of the box. She was able to cross up some Commodore defenders, and she crossed the ball in perfectly to Megan Hiddenkamp for her second goal that hit just the top left of the goal. Amazing goal, great way to end the game, and it was a crucial goal, crucial. I, I don't want to stress it enough that this goal was crucial to Florida's postseason hopes, which is kind of the topic of this week's episode. Looking at the stats uh, in the Vanderbilt game, Florida had 10 shots, 6 on target. Vanderbilt had 11 shots with 6 on target as well. Pretty even game from both teams. Both teams had 3 saves. Vanderbilt had 3 corners. Florida had 1. And Florida had 11 fouls. Vanderbilt had 12. It was a very, very even game. Very competitive game. Florida was right around their average of shots. Their defense didn't perform as well as they usually do, but no harm, no foul as the draw put Florida in prime position here to get in to the SEC tournament. Now, let's dive in to exactly what those implications are. So currently, Florida sits just below LSU, which if you remember, Florida beat LSU earlier in the season 4-0. Florida also has the advantage against Tennessee, who also has nine points tied with Florida. However, Florida is on top because of the season uh, advantage that they have on Tennessee. Now, there are a couple scenarios that get Florida in to this 10th spot. The first being Florida will get in with a Florida draw and an LSU loss. LSU plays Texas A&M tomorrow at home, if they draw, if they lose, rather, if they lose in that game and Florida draws against South Carolina tonight, Florida will get in to that final spot. Now, Florida can also get in with an LSU draw and a Florida win. Florida will still get into that 10th spot. Tennessee, however, is also in contention. So Tennessee will get in with a win plus a LSU loss and a Florida draw or loss. Tennessee plays Vanderbilt at home today. And the major takeaway here is what mentality do you go into tonight's game if you're Florida, right? So you know that you could get in with a draw if LSU loses. You know you'll get in with a draw if LSU loses. So do you go into this game kind of of passive, kind of playing for the draw? or the tie, or do you go in aggressive saying, I don't want to leave anything to chance. I'm going to get this win and hope that LSU loses or ties against Texas A&M and give myself a better chance to get in. Both tacks are going to be difficult against a South Carolina team that is unbeaten in the SEC. They're 5-0-4 in SEC play, and they sit only below Arkansas, who beat Florida 3-0 just just a couple games ago. Now, something positive, if you're Florida, is that looking at LSU's record against SEC opponents, it's not that good at all. They're 3-5-1, taking on a Texas A&M team 
that is just above 500 in SEC play at 4-3-2. and two. Tennessee has the same SEC record as Florida, and they take on a Vanderbilt team that has not won on the road. So Tennessee is at home. They are just above 500 at home. They're 4-3-2, and two, and Vanderbilt is 0-4-2 on the road. So quite the opposite of how they play at home, holding an unbeaten record at home. On the road, they haven't won. And this creates a little bit of turmoil for, for Florida fans out there. As you know, Tennessee and LSU are going to go out with energy, with a lot of energy, to get a desired win. Not even a draw. They're going in to get a desired win. They must know that Florida faces the toughest opponent, arguably the best team in the SEC that can be given to either Arkansas or South Carolina, in my opinion. Florida has a tough challenge tonight. It's going to be an emotional game as tonight is senior night for a couple of the seniors on the Florida soccer team. I think Florida's going to come out with a lot of energy, looking for that desired win that they need so badly. Although they can get in with a draw, I think they need to win this game against South Carolina. LSU and Tennessee are both at home. They're both above 500 at home. LSU is very good at home. They're 6-2-2. Two two. Don't leave anything to chance. If you're Florida, give yourself the best chance to win. And speaking of winning, let's go into that game against South Carolina, analyze it, and see how Florida can get a win. Now, looking in South Carolina, they have a dynamic offense. Their offense is one of the best in the country, and their defense is one of the best in the country as well. South Carolina is outscoring opponents 34-8. to South Carolina is outshooting opponents 256 to 161. They average 15 shots a game. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Florida has not fared well against high shooting opponents. We saw it with Arkansas, where Arkansas high shooting team, they averaged just about 16 shots a game. They put three in on the Gators in a shutout win, 3-0. This South Carolina team shoots just around the same amount. They are also very efficient on getting shots on goal. They have 121 shots on goal compared to 59 for opponents. Now, let's look at who's really leading this team. Catherine Barry has nine goals and five assists for the Gamecocks. Shea O'Rourke also has five goals and three assists. This team is a three-headed monster. Reagan Schubach has six goals and one assist. Now, 12 South Carolina players have scored this season and six have scored more than one goal. This South Carolina team is very dangerous. On the defensive side of the ball, they are led by goalkeeper Heather Hens, who has allowed eight goals. She has 48 Saves her save percentage is 85.7%. That is absolutely unbelievable. That is such great goalkeeping 
by South Carolina by Heather Hens. And this Florida team has a tough task. Looking at Florida here, the Gators average just around 10.4 shots per game. They allow 6.8 to opponents. That number has gone up from earlier in the season with the level of opponents getting better and better. Florida's outscoring opponents 24 to 15. They are averaging 1.5 goals per game. They're out shooting opponents 166 to 109. Florida currently is led on the scoring side of the ball by Megan Hennenkamp. She has eight goals on the season, which is a very high amount, and she has had a great freshman season for the Gators. I think the most important aspect to look at is how the Gators have fared against ranked opponents, as this is another ranked opponent. This is their second highest or third highest ranked opponent, rather, I'd say, against number five, Florida State at the time. They lost 1-0 on the road against Arkansas on the road just two weeks ago. They lost 3-0, and now they take on number 13, South Carolina. Arkansas was a team that shoots a lot. They convert a lot, and their offense overwhelmed the Gators now, Florida State, the Florida State game was a, a little bit different as even though the Florida State uh, defense shut down the Gator offense, the Gator defense didn't make it too easy for FSU here. FSU, although they had 10 shots, only three were on target, and they only scored once. So the Gator defense makes it hard for opponents to to score that's definitely something to look at anchored down by Daviana Vaca who's had just an exemplary season so far she she really is a a general out there I can't say it enough she is going to be the key tonight in the game against South Carolina she needs to have that defense effective and this is the most important game of the Gators season. It will be the most important game of the seniors career at Florida. This is their possibly their last game. I know they want to go out there and get a win in front of what I'm sure will be a packed crowd who is eager to see this Florida team break through and make it to the SEC tournament. Now, if you're the Florida offense what is the mindset? Where do you go to be effective against a South Carolina team that has only given up eight goals? I think you go with what can be effective. I think ball movement is going to be very key. Florida has had good effectiveness when they get the ball to the corners and they cross it into to the middle. They've had great effectiveness scoring from that position on free kicks. They have caused some defensive mistakes. I don't know if I want to see Florida go for too many home run plays against an explosive South Carolina offense that can just come right down your throat with a counterattack that just puts them right on the board. If you're Florida, you want to play, I would say you want to play kind of in the middle. You don't want to be too passive because you don't want this South Carolina team getting up to 
15, 16 shots because they're bound to score if you give them that many shots. Um, you don't want to be too aggressive on offense because then you give South Carolina the opportunity to to go in on a counterattack. So if you're Florida, I think this has to be the game plan. Um, I think Coach Bohan will instill this into her players before tonight's important game. I think she looks at her players and she says, okay, we need to be patient. Patience is going to be key for us to come out successful in this game. Anybody can win on any given day in the SEC. And if Florida picks their opportunities correct, it could be Florida ending up with their biggest win of the season tonight. If you're a Florida fan, you have to be excited for what this team can offer. I know I am. That's going to do it for the Gator Soccer Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network, the official home for student-run radio play-by-play broadcast and podcast coverage of the Florida Gators. Make sure to follow our social medias at OBSN Gators on Instagram and Twitter. You can check out my social medias at Nick.Diaz underscore 6 on Instagram and NickDiaz underscore 8 on Twitter. You can check this podcast out at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Next week, I'll either be recapping the season as a whole or I'll be previewing the SEC tournament. Check that out next week.